eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, October 8th. And uh, we are here to try to get you through on a day-to-day basis all the trials and tribulations of your financial life. You may not be able to control a lot, but some of these things you can control. And the way you can do that is you can just get in touch with us. All you need to do, send an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com, Or if you're on the website at jillonmoney.com, right after you subscribe for our free weekly newsletter, there's a contact button in the upper right-hand corner, and that will put you in touch with us. Okay, this is a question from Sherry who says, we're in our mid-70s, we've got no debt, we own a home, we do not need additional income. We're invested in several Vanguard funds that have done very well. Most say we should be more conservative, having more bonds. I really like the market, but should we have some balanced funds? We also have several CDs. In fact, I have $66,000 in a checking account just waiting to be invested. I know you'll give me good advice. Thank you, Sherry. Well, Sherry, look, I think that it really depends. Do you need to draw this money? in order to live your life. In other words, are you drawing income from these accounts? How much money comes out of these accounts? If you have a bunch of money and this money is essentially being invested for the next generation and it really does not matter, then heck, you can have as much risk as if you want, as you want. But if you need some of this money, you may actually want to really be clear that you should lock down some of the money into safer investments. So I guess what I'm saying to you is I need a little bit more information. What is the total amount of the account? How much do you draw every year? Are you taking minimum required distributions from a retirement account? There's a lot of questions that I have as follow-ups. Okay. So please, please just send me a little more information. This is a message from Evelyn. Love your show and your wisdom is giving me the courage to look at my financial future with courage instead of fear. That is so nice to hear. Okay. Evelyn goes on to say, I've made so many financial errors in my life. It haunts me. I could not see the forest for the trees. I made the easy choices instead of the hard, long-term, better ones. This is where I am today, and I'd like your advice on moving forward. I was divorced about a year ago and picked up my life and moved halfway across the country with the same company. 
My industry has been dramatically affected by COVID, but I am blessed to have a job that pays a nice base salary. I'm able to cover my expenses and save. Here's my financial life in a nutshell. I have a base salary of $100,000, which is what my budget is based on. I save 12% in my company 401k. They match 3%. That's great. Okay. I currently have $485,000 in a 401k and then $123,000 in an IRA. I will receive a $1,200 monthly pension from a previous job, and I've got 15 years to retire when I'm 68. That's great. So all this is good so far. I have seven months of cash reserve based on my current expenses. I'm currently debt-free. This is all good. So question one. When I divorced, I received cash. I paid down the debt I had and put it all in a mutual fund, and it's now worth about $185,000. Should I have placed half of the money in cash and half in a mutual fund? When I moved, I thought I would rent, get the lay of the land, save my commissions, and take some money from the mutual fund to buy a condo. I haven't had much in commissions this year. I don't know who your financial person is. My financial person is basically telling her not to buy a condo, even though interest rates are low. According to a 401k calculator and another financial advisor, my retirement planning is on track with the mutual fund money. And uh, who's right? Do I need the mutual fund money? Should I take half and buy something? My gut says to wait and see what's going on. I'm thinking of getting a master's degree and continue working. Should I use the mutual fund money or take out a loan? Thank you. I look forward to your advice. Okay. Well, Evelyn, what I would say is that uh, it sounds like your retirement planning is on target. Um, I would need a little bit more information. I think that number one, I would not get a master's degree. And so I would not take out a loan to do that. If anything, um, I like the idea that you're saving a lot of money and you're renting and not being tied to anything. In what you've actually just provided, I do think that you might be wise to just keep yourself, your liquidity, and not tie your money up by buying a condo, which might have some monthly fees that are you know, high. And I think that we have some questions about what kind of advice you're actually getting. So I, I don't know who these various financial people are, but it sounds to me from what you've written, Evelyn, that you're on the right track. You know, let us know if there's more information that I'm missing, but I'm inclined to say rent, keep it simple, don't go crazy, keep plugging away, keep investing your money. And it sounds like you haven't made so many mistakes that you can't retire. So that's pretty good. I would be really careful before doing any sort of masters that would require you to take a loan or spend any of that money, really. Okay. Beth wants to know, would it be wise to roll over money from a traditional IRA to a Roth? I'm 62 and recently retired. My husband's pension is $4,000 a month. I have a small Roth and a 403B. The traditional IRA was my deceased husband's and it is substantial. I'm thinking I will not take social security until I am age 70. Well, I mean, look, could you do this? Sure. Could you, I would be very careful though, that you, you know, it sounds to me like you're now in a place where you, you have some income, right? So your husband's pension of this $4,000 a month, I don't know what other income you have, but it sounds like you're right now in the 12% tax bracket. I might roll over enough or start converting enough to stay in that 12% tax bracket 
The problem is if you go beyond that, so married filing jointly, 12% bracket ends at 80,250. The problem is that if you go beyond that, you jump up a bracket up to 22%. So I wouldn't go crazy doing it, but I, I would certainly consider doing some of it. That would make sense to me. All right. Last one of the day. Kate writes, Dear Jill and Mark, I've been listening to the podcast for a long time and loved your book. Over the last six months, the podcast has been a beacon in the dark, guiding us to feel like we have at least some control over something during a time when we otherwise have so little control. But a show last week reminded me of the real reason the show matters to so many of us. When you explain to a listener why not to listen to bad advice to hide money in an annuity for college planning, you also reminded us that we can be fiscally responsible and more importantly, we can continue to be ethical human beings at the same time. These things do not and should not be mutually exclusive. Thank you for always reminding us to take care of others, which includes keeping the playing field fair when it comes to financial support for college. Keep up the good work. It matters. Kate. Mark, that is a good place to end the show today because boy, does that really makes me feel so good. And that is a kind thing. So Kate, thank you so much. It means a lot to us. For all of you listening, you always have choices. You know, I remember a long time ago where somebody said to me, well, my lawyer told me to do this. I said, well, did that actually sound like a thing that was going to be good for you. It was a divorce lawyer. And the guy said, no, it sounded kind of sneaky and bad. I said, okay, well, you're allowed to actually have an opinion on these things. If you are at all confused by advice you're getting, I want you to feel free to send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if something feels a little off, maybe we can help you out. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. We'll talk to you tomorrow.